0: our culture is disintegrating hey On this program are based on the Holy
3: Spirit leading of a man called Coach.
0: I gotta ask you this, out there, Christian America.
3: It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave
1: Dobenmeyer.
0: Hey, good morning there, and Spencer. I don't know why, but I'm not even on my own screen here. I don't know what the heck's going on. Whether you hit a wrong button or I hit a wrong button, but I don't even see me over here where I normally see me. But it's all good. It's it's all good, Uh, man. Myra did a before the show prayer that just got my whew. It got my blood circulating. There I am. Got my blood circulating. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, man. I'm I'm going, I'm going to try to be a good boy here, though. Although I'm not I'm going to talk to you today about a coup. About the real coup that's taking place. I'm going to talk to you about that here. And I, I you like this? My sister at a yard sale yesterday or, or a thrift shop. Got me a Central Intelligence Agency shirt, United States of America. So I'm coming out of the closet for all of you out there who said he's an agent. Who those who said when, I went to, when we went to uh, January 6th, that I was a plant. I was a government plant. So I'm coming out of the closet. Yes, I'm a member of the CIA. And I've infiltrated. And I'm trying to wake up those Christians. Actually, I'm trying to wake up all those Christians so I can get them all killed off. That's my job. So uh, now, now it's out in open. Y'all you, you know it. You know, y'all run with it, huh? Yeah, yeah. I, hey. Oh, I'm on fire today. God, I'm on fire today. Feel good. Hey, I got to show you a couple things real quick. Stephanie's grandson is fearfully and wonderfully made. And I sent an email out yesterday, and it wasn't real clarifying to some of you. When I heard back from Kara Stephanie, they took their, she, they took her grandson to a heart specialist. The doctors, her doctors, and an ultrasound or whatever. Thought the heart uh, abnormality. Of course, we know this, right? That the little the little guy's fearfully and wonderfully made. We began to believe that. We went on the offensive, right? We went on the offensive, and we declared that he uh, is fearfully and wonderfully made. He will live and he will not die. We all did that. And uh, Stephanie emailed me after. Said went to the uh, cardiologist. We couldn't find anything wrong. He he didn't he didn't know what they were talking about. Couldn't find it. Right, Stephanie? She just gave me a thumbs up. That was her. (laughs) You know why? Because we went on the offensive, didn't we? We went on the offensive. Whose report will you believe? We will believe the report of the Lord. Whose report will you believe? We will believe the report of the Lord. His report says I am healed. His report says I am filled. His report says I am free. His report says victory. You guys ever heard that song? Maybe I ought to get that one out and play it. Who's reporting yeah. you believe? Remember, it's a mind game. Oh, God, it's all over me today. That Holy Spirit is all over me, all over me. Wow. Um, so praise the Lord, Stephanie. We rejoice with you today. I forgot about an event uh, that uh, we're just kind of finalizing. Uh, you guys heard Martin came in the other day. Uh, uh, who wouldn't shut up? You know what I'm talking about him, right? Martin came in. Uh, Martin's, uh, we're organizing an event. Remember, I told you this, folks, that the Lord has called me out into the field. That sounds kind of, look, every time I say stuff, I feel like I'm, I'm bragging. I'm not bragging. And I'm not, I don't have a special hotline to the Lord. But the Lord has told me that I need to go out into the field and build build brigades, raise up men. And so I'm dedicating like the next six, seven months of my life, I'm going to do that. Two two weekends a month, I'm going somewhere. Okay. Well, uh, Uh, Martin jumped all over this, and we're calling all men on March 4th. Now, this is a Dayton, Ohio, draw a circle around Dayton, Ohio. Maybe you live in Cincinnati. Maybe you live in Indianapolis. Maybe you live in Columbus. Big circle, big circle. This is your chance to bring men and expose them to what we do here. Calling all men, the families of love, and it's time to huddle up. This event is on March 4th. Thank God for Pastor Neil Peterson, who has opened his church, who is actually promoting it to his men's group, Harvest Revival Center, 10 a.m. Saturday morning, March 4th. So anybody in that area down there, look, this is a great opportunity for you to expose men's whose hearts are beginning to awaken to the real deal. Are you, are you with me here? So, so grab your It's free. It's free. It's just going to be at breakfast. Well, I don't even know if we're going to get food. Yeah, we'll probably get some food. We're going to figure out something, but we're going to get men together and we're going to try to organize men in this area. Exactly what I, what I want to do in other places all all across America. Build these brigades. Now Martin's going to come in here later on. Here he works and he's, he'll jump in in a minute. Not yet, Martin. Don't come in here yet. So uh, I'm going to. We got to get this posted. Okay, we have got to get this posted. But this is going to be kind of a word of mouth thing. It's just a Saturday morning. Breakfast, where you can bring men who want to get involved, who are sick of sissy Christianity. Okay, so this I'm putting that up there, and Jared or whoever, uh, let's get let's get this posted on our website. Okay, and then of course, don't forget all the other events we got on with Sherry Tenpenny and all that stuff. Let me let me do a little bit of bragging here this morning, because as most of you know, I I uh, I've always said that I'm the coach. But my job is to raise up other coaches. That's my job. My job is to raise up players. That's what I want to do. Raise up other players. And it's, it's happening. It's it's happening. It's slow. And so one of the reasons that I want to go back out on the road is, well, I go out on the road a lot, but one with a purpose is I want to help these guys who the Lord is raising up as leaders. I want to help them build the brigades. That's what, that's what I want to do. And, uh, so uh, you're going to be hearing more and more about this. I'm yeah. I'm yeah. I'm coming. Yeah, Dave Allison. Yes, I'm coming back to uh, Chicago, wherever the heck that is, Detroit, whatever that is. I'm coming back there. Yep, yep, Randy. I'm coming back down there. Yeah, Chad. I'm coming back down there because I'm going to try to create events that men can bring men to. Right? Not day long conferences, but just a just a two hour slap in the mouth about wake the hell up, boys and uh, we're, to, we're, going, we're really, really into that, right? So again, uh, uh, that's why, that's what I'm about here. People say, "What do you got going on?" This is what I got going on. This is what I got going on. I want to equip. I want to put men around Chad Estes. I want to put men around Clay Parker. I want to put men around Bobby Lee. I want to put men around Dave Allison. I want to put men around Ray uh, LeBlanc. I want to. You understand to actually begin to build these brigades. That's 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 the call that I have over the next six months or whatever whatever it might be. So, uh, just so you guys all know what's going on, that, that's what's going on. That's what's going on. And by, by the way, listen, this sounds like self-promotion. I, I don't care. It, look, I, I'll come if you can get me in your men's church on a Saturday morning. I'll come to your church. I'll come to your church and talk to your men. I'll be glad to do that. And you can tell your pastor, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pee in the pot. I'm not going to come in there and embarrass everybody, but I'm going to inspire men to stand up and be men, and maybe even women. But I tell you this, I'd love to get some men. Somebody say amen. Somebody get say amen. Boy, the Holy Spirit is all over me. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit's all over me. I want to show you here. I hear you, Lord. I want to show you right now. I'm, I'm heading somewhere, okay? I want to show you something right now that the Holy Spirit revealed to me about 15 minutes ago before I came down the steps. Before I came down, because I, I got a good thing I'm going to work on today about the kingdom of God. Hey, listen, the gospel ain't about you, despite what your pastors taught you. It ain't about you.
3: Amen. It ain't about you. He Amen. calls you to
0: die, baby. He calls you to die. But we've been teaching a life enhancement gospel. See, that's why they don't want me in their churches, because I'm going to blow up their whole paradigm of what Christianity is supposed to be about. Can I show you? Can I show you the evolution? Let me, can I? Is that all right? Okay, let's do this real quickly, Spencer. Uh, uh, pull up, how do I want to do this? Oh, I didn't put that in. I'll, I'll do that with uh, them. Here is old time. By the way, I got this from Martin today. This is, I'm going to show you the evolution of Christianity and what's happened. Spencer, pull up number two and put it at 1.5 speed and ask yourself, is this song militant Christian song being sung in churches today. They call it one of the old hymns, right? Go ahead and play that for me.
3: Read the lyrics. Read the lyrics. God is equal. Can endure for all his is, doom is sure, One over, Ready, The
0: This is life also. I'm goosebumping. I don't know. Is anybody else goosebumping. Anybody else goosebumping? Huh? No, 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 we're not, no, 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 no. We're not singing that in church anymore. Heaven forbid we would sing that. No, no, we have to sing this stuff. Put this at 1.5 speed. This is the transformation from a warrior church to a womanized church, okay? Here it is, the transition. Huh? Here we go. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to
2: see. No, you don't. See
3: <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Open the eyes
2: of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I
0: want to see you. I want to see you. Oh, yeah, you do.
2: There yeah, you do. See you.
3: I in the light of your glory. Oh, yeah, bro, John. Oh,
2: oh.
0: Cause it's the, it's fearful. It's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the Lord. It's a fearful thing. You want to sit on His lap? You want to sit on His lap and look in His eye? You want? No, you don't, dude. No, you don't. But see, this is the sissification of the American church. That this is what all those guys with puffed up uh, jeans, poofed up hair, and sissy jeans stand in there and sing on Sunday morning. Somebody say Amen. Somebody say amen. They've never, you have kids in your church
3: who have never
0: heard A Mighty Fortress amen. is Our God. They've never heard it. They've amen. never heard onward Christian soldiers. They've never heard it. Never even heard it. Oh, they can sing this. They'd sing, in fact, they probably sing this at the church talent show. But then let me play you one more, which I just sent to you, by the way, Spencer, a standalone one. This is uh, Chris Christofferson. You guys never remember Chris Christofferson? Huh? Hey. This is this is Christianity. At the heart of Christianity, this is Christianity. I think I, every day, every day when I get up, I ask myself, well, why me? Why, why'd you choose me to do this? I'm so honored to be able to why me? I would never think, I would never in my whole life ever think of going and sitting on his lap. I just wouldn't. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. Go ahead and play this. Uh, this touches my heart every time I hear it. I ever
2: done to deserve even one of the pleasures I've known? Tell me, Lord, what did I ever do that was worth loving
0: you for the kindness you've shown? Why me?
2: Lord, help me, Jesus. I've wasted it, so help me, Jesus. I know what I am but Now that I know That I needed you So help me Jesus My soul's in your hands mm. Try me Lord
0: if Try me Lord There's a way I can try to
2: repay All I've taken from you Maybe Lord no. I can show someone else What I've been through myself On my way back to you Amen Lord help me Jesus I've wasted it So I've wasted it. Me, Jesus I know what I am But now souls in your hands Lord help me Jesus I've wasted, I've wasted it. it so I've wasted. me Jesus I know what I am but now that I know that I've needed you so help me Jesus my soul's in your yeah, hands my soul's
0: in your hands I've wasted it so much I've wasted it so much. By the way, by the way stop, hand. freeze that right there. Freeze up there a second. I don't know if you ever noticed this or not. Right up the top left of this video, it's got his name. Christ Offer Son. Did you ever notice that? Chris Christ Offer Son. Christ Offer Son. Chris Christofferson. Christ Offer Son. Powerful, right? See, somewhere along the line, folks, we made the gospel about us. How did that happen? The gospel became about us. That's the message in the American church. That's why people won't get involved, because they're afraid that it might cost them something. And they've taught in the church that we can go sit on Jesus' lap that he just came, he was the greatest old guy guy that ever came, and he just loves you so much, and they know he doesn't have any rules, he doesn't have any regulations, he loves you just like you are, come and sit on grandpa's lap. You know what I'm talking about, right? I'm telling you the truth. And and the, the reason that we're in, the one of the reasons that we're in, the mess that we're in is because there has been a coup pulled. Not the J6, but Jesus' coup has taken place. Jesus has been kicked out. He's been kicked out. There's a new king. There's a new king. And that new king's ruling and reigning over us today. But wait a minute, wait a minute. Guy, play with, stay with me. This has been burning in me for an hour. Let me get it out. <clears throat> Look, folks. We talked yesterday about the kingdom. And uh I want you to it's critical that we, it's, we have to understand this. We have to understand this. That we were birthed, you and I, were birthed into a battle. We were, we were birthed onto a battlefield. From the moment of our birth, the seed of the serpent and seed of the woman. And we spoke yesterday, or was it two days ago? Whenever it was, we did, we did the teaching, talked about the kingdom, the kingdom being with, not someplace we're going, but the kingdom being within and the powers that come along with that kingdom. And we, we don't understand that the scriptures tell us in, where is it? Uh, 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 that we've been translated from the kingdom of darkness. You know, listen to me. You, when you're born again of the spirit of God, you have been translated from one kingdom into another kingdom. The Bible says this, that you've been translated from the kingdom of darkness. There's a dark kingdom, folks. There's a dark kingdom. We've been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son.
1: That's Colossians 1, 13 through 14
0: Thank you. Colossians, if you can get that, it doesn't matter. Just try, you can trust me on it we've been translated the script, if once you begin to look at the scriptures from a kingdom perspective everything will change and see Jesus Christ at the moment of birth we were birthed onto a battlefield at one moment you were birthed you were birthed and then you had to choose which team you were going to play on in this battle because you're birthed into the kingdom of darkness. Why? Because of the fallen nature of man and the influence of the dark one. I'm going to try to, get, I'm trying to give you a, a Cliff Notes version of what's going on. You were birthed onto a battlefield. And then whether you realize it or not, you were not only birthed into a battlefield, but once you got birthed into a battlefield, you were drafted. What? Yeah, you were drafted from the kingdom of darkness. Into his king, into kingdom, of his dear son. In fact, the Bible tells us that you didn't choose him; he chose us. Isn't that what it says? You understand? You were drafted. Why were you drafted? You were drafted into a battle, into a war, a clash of the kingdoms, kingdoms of darkness, kingdoms of his dear son. And what is the what is the coup that has taken place in America? The idea that America was one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice before. For all, that was the kingdom, and a coup was pulled. A coup. They threw Jesus out of the crown. They threw him out of the kingship. He's gone. There's a new king in town. and It's a kingdom of darkness. And we're all involved in this Babylonian system that that we have got. Uh, yielded to the devil because why? They told us we weren't supposed to get involved with it. We're not of this world. See, we didn't understand the difference between of and from. We didn't understand the difference. We're not of the world. We're in this world. We're not of it. We're otherworldly. Amen. And we're otherworldly, and we've been selected and drafted and put into this kingdom. Why? Because it's a freaking war. We're soldiers of the cross.
1: Amen. Soldiers.
0: Amen. Look, 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 look. Nurses love people and take care of people. We're soldiers. We kill and break things. That sounds harsh, doesn't it? But it's a spiritual war. It's not a war against people. It's a war over the souls of men, but not really over the souls of men. It's a war over whose kingdom will rule. That's that's the war. Where's where's draftees? And what do they tell us? Open your eyes, Lord. I want to see. Yes, cissified. And I feel like I'm swimming upstream. I feel like I'm swimming upstream. Jesus said, all power has been given unto me, and I'm giving it to you. Do me a favor. Go down there and conquer for me, will you? Will you go down there and expand my kingdom? By the way, when you got born again, you became a dead man. You're who, Nobody cares about your will anymore. You are a dead man. Christ in me, the hope of glory, I'm a dead man walking. Somebody say amen. I'm all over. I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. Amen. So well, they've lied to us. They've lied to us. They've lied to us and told us that Jesus, the most important thing we can do is Jesus died on that cross to save little old you. Uh, I guess there's some truth in that. First John, pull up, pull up first John. I think I got for this for number four. I think there's some truth in that. But you better understand this that Christ died on the cross because he was recruiting you into a battle. And when you got born again, you quit worrying about this life and you began to live your life for your king. You're willing to sacrifice your life for your king. Behold, First John 3. I I bring this up all the time and pastors go. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world doesn't know us because it doesn't know him. Beloved, now we are the sons of God. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he's appear, we're going to be like him. But see, if we think he's some sissy grandma, we're going to be like him. He ain't like that. And every man that has this hope in him purifies himself, cleans himself. Why? Because he's a soldier. He's heading into a battle. He can't be fat and overweight and looking at porn and chasing women. And, oh, can't do that. Got to be pure. You're in a war. Whosoever commits a sin breaks the law. For sin is nothing more than the breaking of the law. And you know that he was manifest to take away our sins. In him there is no sin. And whosoever abideth in him doesn't sin. Hey, stop this thing that I sin every day and thought, no. Oh, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. You are? Stop sinning! Amen. Huh? Whoever abideth in me doesn't sin! Whoever sinneth hasn't seen me unless you think he can come sit on my lap. Open my eyes, oh I want to see you. What a lie! What a what a lie from the devil! The devil must have a must have a womanly side to him. Let little children don't let anybody deceive you. He that does righteous is righteous. Hey, if, if your lying don't, life don't line up with your mouth, you ain't righteous. And he that committeth sins of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. Okay, sitting down, Clay! For this purpose. Now, I'm, I'm a wordsmith. Words mean things to me. He's saying right there, for this purpose. We could say, this, for this reason. Or, here's why I came. Huh? All right? For this purpose, the Son of God showed up that he might save people. Is that what, Betty, is that what it says? That he might he might get people saved. For this purpose, yeah. the Son of God was manifested so that you might lead people to Jesus. Show them the love of Jesus. No. No. That's, that's a technique. That's a weapon. But Jesus showed up. Why? Hey, Clay, help me out here in case my eyes are stuck. Why did Jesus show up? Destroys. Go ahead, Betty. Clay can't talk, I guess. Go ahead, go ahead, Betty. Why? Destroy what?
1: the works of the devil. Destroyed. That he might
0: destroy the works of the devil. What?
2: Amen. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So he gets you saved, and you become in the army, and you help him destroy the works of the devil. Folks, this is about a kingdom. It ain't about you. In the Bible's teeth, your pastor, your six foot icicle fills his church because he talks to you about the benefits of the gospel all the time and never asks you to show up to some early morning training. Somebody say amen. Boy, am I nailing it today. Amen. 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 You, you have a amen. costless Christianity. You, We are, have American Christianity that hasn't cost us anything. We are nothing more than ten soldiers and Nixons common. We're finally on our own. This summer I heard that jump. We're just 10 soldiers. We're just Christian 10 soldiers. And they come and they blow us over. They huff and they puff and whoo! they blow our house down. And we go sit on Jesus. Anybody picking this up inside me? Boom. So we have been taught from the very beginning that Jesus died for sinners, which he did, but that wasn't his purpose. His purpose was to expand the kingdom, to get you translated from the devil's army to his army. And then when do you get transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son? Dude, now war is raging. And what's going to happen? When you're in his kingdom and part of the kingdom of his dear son, he empowers you, what? Over the forces of darkness. That's why they say we survey conquering king. Huh? At the end of this whole thing, every knee shall bow. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. That doesn't mean everybody's going to be saved. It's going to be like laying on the ground crying, uncle, uncle, you win. You're king. I was wrong. Every knee shall bow because why? Like a mighty army, Jesus. Oh my god. Like a mighty isn't that onward Christian sword. Pull that up real quick. Pull up onward Christian sword. Hey, sorry if you jellyfish don't like it. Go go someplace, so onward Christian soldiers with the lyrics. Second verse, I believe it is. I believe it's the second verse. Pull it up there, dude. They they probably this would probably be pornography in today's American church. School of hearts. so like a mighty army. That's how starts out. I don't know, marching with the work of Jesus. Uh, we're, we're, but Keep going. Keep going. We're doing good. Like a mighty army. Like a mighty army moves the church of God. Brothers, we are treading where the saints have trod. Go ahead. Ooh. What's it say? We are not divided, all one body, we one in hope and doctrine, one in charity. Onward! Chris, this is a picture of a team, of an army all marching to defeat a foe. Mm. So this purpose, why Jesus come? People ask him. Jesus came to save men. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. That was his method of building an army. Pastor Clint, am I crazy? Am I crazy? Jesus saves men and women to get them in his army. To what? To advance a kingdom. To, to annihilate the works of the devil. Boom. He didn't, he didn't die on that cross to save little old you. That's the byproduct of it. Yes, you can get saved and sit in your house and never do a daggone thing. Yes, you can. But that ain't your calling, and that ain't your job. Your job is to oppose evil every place you see it. Why? And so I was talking about the coup earlier. You look at America. You look at the American government, and they went from one nation under God indivisible to this freaking mess that we have right now there's been a coup pulled and why is the coup pulled because the the devil spoke to sissy men to be pastors where they could go make people feel good rub their backs and tell them how brave they are it never dawned on the eye of the or in the mind of the pastor that maybe they were supposed to fight the devil. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. And the greatest battlefield that you have is the battlefield of your mind. And so if the devil can control your thinking, if the devil if the devil could convince you that you were to be passive, he don't even have to fight. Huh? And can't you see, folks, look with spirit eyes. Understand this. The emasculation of men through transgenderism, men cutting off their dingers, and women pretending to
3: be men. Can't you see it?
0: I'm telling you the truth here this morning. Amen. Part of the CIA finally coming clean with you, right? And you know why this is resonating in the hearts of men? You know why we're raising up leaders like Clay? You know why we're raising up leaders like Chad? You know why we're raising up leaders like Dave Allison. You know why we're le- le- raising up uh, leaders like Bob Evans, like uh, Bobby Lee? I could go down. To, why? Because they got that call. They got translated from the kingdom of darkness into their king's son. And when that happened, they said, reporting for duty, sir, reporting for duty. And their whole life, they've been wanting. Hey, listen to me. There are millions of them out there, millions of Christian men out there, Waiting to be reporting for duty, reporting for duty, but nobody's ever told them they're supposed to. And the underground quaking that's going on in the heart of Christian men right now is beyond what we can even understand. They're sick of it, but they've been wussied and pussied down, and they don't even think that they're supposed to stand up and push back against it. Those are the guys I'm after. Amen, coach. This is good, isn't it? This is good. This is right from this is right from the Lord. Now, look, I hate this to be a monologue, but it's important that I do it because I didn't do it last week. Okay, pull out my commentary from the day I wrote this eleven years ago. Today, January twenty sixth, January twenty sixth, two thousand and twelve. I wrote this commentary. And it was when Tim Tebow, when Tim Tebow was all the rage. If you guys remember, he uh, they they got beaten in the semifinals of the Super Bowl. They're playing Pittsburgh Steelers and. Tebow brought him back. It's unbelievable. What a game. And Tim Tebow, he's got Jesus written on his arm. He's got John 316 under his arm. You guys remember all that about Tim Tebow 11 years ago, right, 11 years ago? I wrote this the day after that game when I watched it because I'm telling you, the NFL hates Jesus, and they hate Tim Tebow. They hate him. They hate him. him. They They ran him out of the NFL, Tim Tebow, okay? So I wrote this 11 years ago. You tell me if we were spot on back then. America, America, God shed His grace on thee and crown thy good with brotherhood. America, the beautiful. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. In case you have not noticed, Christian Tim Tebow has been causing quite a tw- eleven years ago has been causing quite a stir across the football world with his unashamed living out of the gospel by wearing John three sixteen on his sleeve. His I love Jesus more than anything approach to life has proved to be quite unsettling to those who are uncomfortable with his bold proclamation of Romans 1.16. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth the Jew first and also to the Greek. In my lifetime, I cannot name a single public figure apart from those who make a living off the gospel who's been as bold a witness as number 15 for the Denver block Hey, Clint, can you ever remember in all your football life anybody more bold and, and with their faith in Tim Tebow, ever in any sports event, ever? Never, no, ever,
1: I haven't. Never,
0: never in my life, never in my life, okay? In my, uh, uh, he's not only he's not the only Christian in the NFL. The past two Super Bowl champions had Christians under center. Drew Brees of the Saints, Aaron Rodgers of the Packers. You'd have to dig pretty deep to find stories about their witness of their faith. Former Super Bowl quarterback Kurt Warner, of the Rams. He claims Christ, yet he recently advised Tebow that he would be better off if he removed Jesus from his sleeve or at least put a sweatshirt over the top of his arm. There's not no kidding. 11 years ago. Here's what, here's what Kurt Warner said, a Jesus lover. But I'd tell him, put down the boldness in regards to the words and keep living the way you're living. Let your teammates do the talking for you. Let them cheer on your testimony. Yeah, right, Kurt. Hide that light under a bushel. That'll show them that I'll show them Christ. By the way, I live approach. I haven't gotten Christianity very far in spreading the gospel. America is a vast moral wasteland because Christians have hidden the light. I'm going to take a breath. Somebody say amen. Go ahead. Take a breath. Let me say amen.
1: Amen.
0: In Amen. In this country, we no longer crown the good. Because of our silence, our culture has evolved into the point where we crown the bad. The evil people declared Tim Tebow as bad. Lady Gaga, good. Tim Tebow won't be at the Super Bowl, but Madonna will. In Roger Goodell's NFL, the material girl trumps the spiritual guy. I wonder if Kurt Warner would ask Madonna to tone it down a bit. Seems to me that the wrong folks are ashamed. The wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are as bold as lions. Proverbs 28 says. Bold Christianity would make Madonna run into the locker room. We'll say that again, Clint. A bold Christianity would scare Madonna into the locker room. She would get the hell off of the field for embarrassment.
2: Boom. Amen.
0: But Tim Tebow is a mirror of America. He exposes how shallow most of our Christianity is. That's what makes this so uncomfortable. I'm a Christian, but I'm not a fanatic. I'm not like Tebow. No kidding. I wonder which one is more like Jesus, you or Tim Tebow. Would Jesus tell Timmy to tone it down? Would Jesus tell you to tone it down? No, Jesus doesn't have to. Why? Because you already toned it down yourself. That's why Christianity is so under assault in the culture. We're ashamed of the gospel. We're ashamed to speak up for what's right. We've allowed them to put a crown on the head of evil we failed to understand that nature loves a vacuum and the removal of the Christian standard of morality from our culture has opened the floodgates to secular debauchery. Boy, this is good, isn't it? 11 years ago. Silence isn't golden jello. Our Christian laryngitis has resulted in no prayer in schools, no Ten Commandments, sodomite marriage, legalized baby murder, Christless Christmas. I wonder if any of the heathen have asked Lady Gaga to tone it down. Have they impugned her for her vicious assault on the immorality of America's children? It's one thing when God-haters want Timmy to tone it down. It's quite another when those on his team keep knocking the ball out of his hands. Amen, Clint. Amen, Clint. His own teams are causing him to fumble. Even in in today's church, we no longer crown the good. Humanism has forced its way into the void, and the gospel has been relegated to self help. Best life now, felt needs formula for a successful life. Oh, amen. This is, wow, this is golden. See, Tim Tebow crushes that paradigm like a snot, snorting, blitzing linebacker. Jesus is life, he says. Tebow has his arms around something bigger than the NFL. And in this age of self-centered narcissism, Tebow carries a different message. The answer to America's problems, not government. The problems in America are spiritual. Turn to Jesus, not to politics. We must return to an America where good is crowned. It's time for us to wear our faith on our sleeves.
3: Boom. Amen.
0: But that's not the message of the world. They want an America where everyone is on the same level. Folks, this is profound. Are you ready? They want an America where everyone's on the same level. Homosexual marriage is as valid as heterosexual marriage. Humans are on the same level as the baby seals. Abortion's on the same level as appendicitis. Dr. Phil's as wise as the Apostle Paul. Christianity is on par with Islam, Buddhism, Taoism. Sinners are no different than saints. Jesus and Muhammad, why they share the same throne. No standards, no judge, no right and wrong, no good and evil. America is ravaged with the gospel according to Rodney King. Why can't we all just get along? It's no wonder we crown the bad. But there's hope. Tim Tebow revealed something about us. For those of us who have eyes to see, God has used him to reveal a hunger for righteousness in the hearts of Americans. In spite of the fact that his bold Christianity has been pillaged by those who should be on his team, Tim has touched a nerve in the soul of America. And no matter how hard they may try, the secularists cannot gauze over the blood seeping out of the heart that is yearning for anything, something to believe in. That's Tim's message. Believe, not in yourself or your abilities, but in the one who makes all things possible. Tebow has torn off the scab. And he's exposed the spiritual malignancy that's sweeping over this land. Media's telling him to tone it down. Other Christians are telling him to tone it down. The mom and pop America are telling him to turn up the volume. Did you know the Broncos playoff game against the Patriots in 2012 was the most watched non-Super Bowl football game in history? Did you know that Tim Tebow was recently voted the most popular athlete in sports-obsessed America? How can that possibly be? Because in the hearts, most Americans' parents want their sons to turn out like Tim Tebow. Somebody say amen.
1: Amen. Mm. Amen.
0: And they long for their daughter to marry a man like him. They've had enough of Lindsay Lohan, Charlie Sheen's, the decadence of America's pop culture icons. The dirty little secret is that flyover country once they return to a crowning of the good. Today's culture crowns the playboys while America is crying for strong men. Did you know that after the Broncos game with the Steelers, that John 316 with Timber Roar under his eyes was the most Googled phrase on the internet. How shall they call on him in whom they've not believed? And how shall they believe in whom they've not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Living the gospel is not enough. I say, roar, Tim. Roar. Proclaim the truth of the lion of the tribe of Judah. Let the world see that you don't have to be in Detroit to root for a lion. God has put a crown on Tim Tebow. and He's not ashamed to wear it. How about you? Amen. That's something, isn't it? That's no. something that that is timeless. That's timeless. That's from the heart of God, right there, boys and girls. Come on in, George. Coach, you smacked me right upside the head. I'm Good. feeling sick. I'm being I'm I'm being attacked so so hard. But I will tell you what, I will not stand down. I am in it. I fall in, Coach. Here I am. Amen. 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 Because you guys, hey folks, you better understand this. The devil's at war, and the devil's at war with your mind. And the devil's greatest weapon is fear. And most of you don't stand up and wear your, don't, don't wear your faith on your head because you're afraid what others are going to think. You're afraid. God's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. So he said to me, listen, take captive every thought, because the devil's going to throw fear at you. The devil's going to throw doubt at you. But hey, listen, take captive that thought. Bring it to obedience. What I say, faith over fear, faith over fear. Don't hide it. Shine your light before men. Huh? You're the salt. It's all everywhere you look in the gospel. And we're not taught that at all in church. Not taught that at one time anywhere in church. Hey, we're dead men. We're supposed to go into enemy held territory and die. Not physically. Amen. Although that will happen. But you have to present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord, which is your reasonable service. And you have to go into places. You have to go into lion's dens. You have to go to places where you're not welcome. And you have to stand up and say, thus saith the Lord. You are a soldier. Of the cross, and we've taught uh, they taught us we're teddy bears. What makes a musketeer? Musketeer. Point, Clay, then Myra.
2: Yes, sir. My coach, my mic wasn't working earlier. Uh, get back on why Jesus was here. Is to he was here to take back. What Satan had taken.
0: No, he was here to destroy the works of the devil. Right. And that means what? That the devil had stolen stuff. In fact, he'd stolen his people. He had stolen his creation. And Jesus, he said, I'm going to send Jesus, and Jesus is going to destroy what the devil's been doing.
2: Yeah, people In fact, here's what I'm going to do.
0: I'm going to go get those people that the devil stole. I'm going to get them back, and I'm going to crush his head with those people. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go draft people who used to be on his team and i'm going to bring them on my team and we're going to crush his head
2: he's he's referred to as the great redeemer and if you look up the definition for redeem is to gain or regain possession of something in exchange for payment Mm -hmm. and and if we choose to be on his team and accept him as our lord and savior he's going to redeem us and take us back
0: we're debt collectors dude (laughs) <laughs> We're debt collectors by the way clay uh, throw clay's uh, throw, throw clay's a uh, five minute video up there real quick number three clay was on uh clay's doing great stuff folks look look I, I keep trying to uh put the bride on him and say, dude, uh, don't run out there and play major leagues till you've conquered junior high, right But I can tell you this that dude right there, that boy's got a heart after God. Got a heart after God, and Amen. I'm going to do everything. I'm going to do everything I can to help open doors for him, to be a soldier, to be the soldier of the Lord that the Lord wants him to be. I'm willing to do that for anybody who's willing to. Do it. I can't go everywhere. I, I'm my job is to train up an army. I'm trying to train up a salt and light brigade army, and Clay, this. And we just put this on at the uh, put it at the five minute mark and just play a couple minutes of clay here.
2: He had a two year battle with the ACLU. Talking about and, me.
0: In,
2: and, Salt and, and it's kind of funny that the last year that he coached football uh, and, and that year that they won the, the lawsuit that saved his job, they went undefeated. Wow. Yeah. So, but the thing is, people think it was a, a wonderful victory, which it was, but those two years took a, a a heavy toll on his family life, you know? And so after he won that lawsuit, uh The Lord spoke to him through the Holy Spirit. He told me personally, and told him that it was that he needed to step out of the boat and stop coaching football and starting and coach start coaching men up in Christ. So he founded Past Assault Ministries. Mm, yeah. And so now, over the years, he's built this up to where he's got a uh, a, a podcast each morning. That's called. Okay, you can the stop song. there.
0: We, chat. Hey, Clay, we're putting it on. We're putting it on on our website, so you can get there. I want you to notice Thank this. Thank you, Coach. Okay, can I tell you? Can I tell you why I, I love and respect Clay? Clay's about the team. Clay ain't about him.
1: Boom.
0: Chad's about the team. Chad ain't about him. Dave Allison's about the team. Dave, it ain't about Dave Allison. Randy's about the team. It ain't about. Uh, it ain't about Randy. Bobby's about the team. It ain't about Bobby. As soon as we get a sniff that it's about you. See ya. <laughs> it ain't about me and it ain't about you. It's about him. It's about our commander in chief. Lead us into battle and crush the enemy. Mighty warriors dressed for battle. Holy Lord of all is he, commander in chief. Bring us to attention. Lead us into battle to crush the enemy. Hmm. Wow, wow. Uh, God has all authority here in this place. He has all authority here. Not his celebration. And not forget it. Forget it. It's about him. Wow. God, I could go on and on. Go ahead, Julie.
1: Amen, Coach. <clears throat> A lot of churches they don't equip their congregation to go outside the four walls.
0: No, because they don't go. The pastor doesn't go. Oh, he goes to the—he goes and has bacon and eggs with somebody.
1: Because that's where the battle truly is.
0: Yes, it is, huh? Why? And for this purpose of the Son of Man manifest, that He might destroy the works of the devil. Where? In the lives of other people, with His army. See, we're just medics. We're just we just wrap up the wound. What was it you read, Myra? They have treated the wounds of my people as if they were not serious. Didn't you read that today, Myra? Pull yes, that back coach. up, there if you can. Where was that? Where was that? If you want, Jeremiah, Jeremiah 14 through
1: seventeen. Jeremiah six
0: fourteen through seventeen, Jeremiah Jeremiah 6,
1: 14 14 through 17. says this.
0: They, they have healed also the hurt of the daughter of my people slightly. I mean, they've taken seriously the wounds of the people. Who? The men of God. The sissified, sissified, womanized men of God. That's why I say, look, hey, don't take it wrong, Reggie. My daughter ain't going in the military. My son, I'll shove my son in. I ain't, ain't sending my dog. I'm not gonna send my daughter to do a man's job,
2: amen. Come on in,
3: Joe. Come on, Joe. When uh,
0: Clay first started, I had the pleasure of him being with me when we went to DC, and I expressed to Clay, This stuff is addictive. It is,
3: get your home, get your home life straight first. And then join the ride with the Salt then, Life Mystery. Uh,
0: and uh, listen, he hey, has hey, done Joe, so yeah. ever since. Hey, Joe, uh, God's going to breathe new life into this. Going to breathe more life in it. Hey, folks, I'm, I'll come to you. I'll come to your, I'll come to your town. Get a hold of us. I'll come to your town, Paul. Hey, it ain't about me. Other than I carry the mantle, I carry the mantle, and I'm going to come. to hey, go. and I'm going to walk into Clay's town, and I'm going to say to everybody there, "This is our man. This is our man here in Tennessee." All right, I'm we'll gonna do that. I'm we'll gonna do that. Why? Because isn't all what generals do? Don't generals appoint what what is what's the next one? Majors? Don't majors have lieutenants, right? Isn't there a structure? We have no structure. We have no structure at all in our war against the devil. Dr. Paul, come on in.
3: Uh, don't call me doctor. Anyway, um yeah, coach, so your assistant coaches don't all want your job, right? And they yeah. got really good But ones. they got to be
0: capable of doing it if they have to. i oh,
3: got to train them to do it. Believe me, I get it. You know, the kind of men that walk in my door every day and I say, you know what, maybe you want to watch Coach Dave live. They're mm. strong men. And it's, you know, I don't know what's going on, to tell you the truth, Coach, but it happens every day in my practice. And, you know, a little far away, and Ohio Brett's bringing us all together, okay? It's you all coming together. in the network. I've said it since the beginning of the show when I started with you guys. This is powerful. Stay in your lane, coach.
0: Yep. Amen. Amen. Play your role. Don't try to be quarterback if you're a wide receiver. Be willing to play wide receiver if you have to. But don't try to be – don't try to play something that's not your position. Stop it. Stop it. It ain't going to work. Myra,
1: come on in. Yes, coach. So beautiful uh, to hear the old things. All the old hymns you, um, you pray today. And we have a Psalm 100. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are of his people, and his sheep of his pasture. Enter into the gates with hands given and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endureth to all generations. Hallelujah.
0: No doubt. And as truth changes, men can be women. Women can be men. Right? Uh, there's more than one God, there's more than one way. Come on, man, come on. See, it's all It's all about truth. Randy, come on in there, bud.
3: Coach Romans 8, 19, Paul is trying to, he's desperately trying to explain to them who they are in Christ. And he's telling them, "You, we are, we are the sons of God. Now, this was in, written in 57 AD, coach. This was just after Christ's first advent. The church has struggled for years, thousands of years, trying to identify who they are in Christ. And it's because the Luciferians have dumbed them down the whole time. Coach, we are in a day when we are understanding who the sons of God are. It's us. Paul says also in verse 22 or 21, he said that until now, coach, 22, until now, he's saying, wake up. Church, don't you understand who you are? Give us Romans, hang on,
0: Randy. Give us Romans 19 through 22. Keep going, Randy.
3: So, Coach, what, what I'm trying to say is Paul, even in his day, he's trying to explain to the, the, the people, the people of God, who they are. You, you can't look futurize this stuff, Coach. It's, no. it's now. It was now then. <laughs> it's still now. We can't futurize it any longer. We have to become the sons of God on the earth right now Amen. in our day. And, and to for the future, for is wrong for the, the earnest
0: expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation manifestation means showing up of the sons of god for the creature was made subject to vanity not willingly but by reason of him who hath subjected the same in hope Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now, waiting on what? The manifestation of the sons of God to show up. Show up. And we make Christianity only about living and dying in heaven. Somebody say amen. Somebody say your best life now. Your amen. best life
1: now. Amen.
0: Huh? If, if there was amen. ever an anti-gospel title to a book, it was your best life now. Or purpose-driven life. Dude, you are dead. And in the, in the Christian church is teaching that when you get born again, Jesus who sacrificed his life Can't wait just to bless yours and doesn't ask anything in return. I I don't know how stupid you can possibly believe to believe that, that there's no demand. I I I was just a stupid football coach. When a guy got on our team, he had to come to practice, he had to get good grades, he had to cut his hair. He had to watch what we said, and everywhere he went, he had to represent us. And if he didn't do those things, there was punishment for it. But you can be a Christian and call yourself a homo. Oh yeah, yeah, you can do that. Because why? Well, God will forgive you. Grace, grace, grace. You once saved, always saved. Yeah, yeah. Well, go, go, go. Have sex with dogs. It's under the. It's under the blood, brother. It's all under the blood. Talk about a lie. Evil men crept in unaware. The evil men have crept in. They're not Hey, Clint. They're not unaware to me. <laughs> I'm calling them out. I see them. I'm pointing them out. They ain't, they ain't unaware to me. Amen. And, and, and until we're willing to do that and tell people, listen, I hate to tell you this, you may love your pastor, but he's lying to you. He's lying to you. Yeah. What? Because I'm a watchman. I'm a watchman on the wall. What? What did you read me at Myra? Just open us up here. Where was that? Jeremiah? Huh?
1: Yeah. It was <clears throat> Jeremiah
0: six fourteen through seventeen. Fourteen. Six fourteen. I'm about done. Say, Coach, you sure are arrogant. I don't care what you think. I'm speaking with the boldness of the Holy Spirit. They have healed. Hey, listen, let me do this real quick. Go to the message Bible. I know it's not the scripture. I know it's not the scripture. Flip over real quick to the message. This is to see what it says about the same verse. Where is it? Uh, everyone's on the dishonest dollar. Little people and big people alike. Prophets and priests and everyone in between twist words and Dr. Truth, my people are broken. They're shattered. And they put on band-aids saying, oh, It's not so bad. You'll be fine. But things are not just fine. Do you suppose they're embarrassed over this outrage? Nah, no shame. They don't even know how to blush. There's no hope for them. They've hit bottom. There's no getting up. As far as I'm concerned, they're finished because God's spoken.
3: See you tomorrow.